welcome to I Went Outside Today. I am one of your three hosts, Chris. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Sydney. I did the things. Definitely you did do the thing this time. I did do the thing. You did something that uh, we probably would not have been able to convince you to do. Yeah, Mm -hmm. my friend came from out of town. And so you can probably look at this as like a part two to our Halloween special because it's more on theme with Halloween in the last week. I guess you went on Halloween day of, you went to dark. I went to dark. And for those of you out of the loop outside of Edmonton, which uh, we have some listeners in Norway and Pakistan and Russia, they probably don't know about Fort Edmonton. Mm -hmm. Oh, my friend is of Russian heritage. Nice. Yeah, that's how they found out about us. Mm-hmm. So, description, Dark. Dark is back for a fourth year with more spine-chilling experiences that will haunt you to your core. For 13 nights in October, find out what lingers deep in the shadows of Edmonton's River Valley and feel the fear in every fiber of your being. Did you feel the fears in your fibers? No. So was that, should I say yes? <laughs> I don't know if we want to go into it, but what Fort Edmonton actually is. Is this Fort for Edmonton? <laughs> Cheryl can probably give uh-huh. a much better explanation. Basically, it's a historical area set up for the history of Edmonton, starting with when people first started to colonize here. So the fort, which was the original building that was established here in Edmonton, near where the legislature is. And then you go through the time period, so I think it's the 1920s, wait, the 1910s, the 1920s, the 1930s, and the 1940s, I'm pretty sure, and then you reach modern times. Yep. I think they're up to 50s now. Yeah. With all of their artifacts. Yeah. I can't wait till they get to the 80s and 90s. I know. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was like the 1700s. No. <laughs> I mean, the, the original fort, I don't remember what year that was built, but... That's like old. That's it's, before 1910. Yes. They have yes. like that big freezer that's just like a shack. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Fort Edmonton was established in 1795. Yeah, 17... Well, yep. barely. Barely. You just slipped in there. <laughs> yeah. did it. Maybe it's where your previous life, Sybil, lived. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is. Yeah. Call back to our past life regression episode mm-hmm. from season one. So, Sydney... Uh, how did you enjoy this haunted house? I didn't. You didn't. It was three haunted houses. It's true. And I have the write-ups for each of them. So the first dark haunt from Fort Edmonton Dark was under the big top. They have the tagline, you'll be left in pieces. Under the big top, all is not as it seems in the big top tent on the midway. What was supposed to be a magical night at the circus quickly turns into a nightmare. A killer clown and his sinister minions take control of the circus and find amusement in tearing their audience apart and then sewing the bodies back together. Will you be forced to run away and join the circus? I didn't join the circus. What's funny though is like when you so when you're there, the lineups are like thirty minutes. And I went on Halloween, so it was really cold. So like you're so, it's sort of a weird place to be because you like don't want to go inside because clowns are gonna fuck with you, but you don't want to stay outside because it's cold. Captive audience. Yeah, it's conflicting. I just like a history about me. I fucking hate haunted houses. I don't like jump scares, and I accidentally did um, Eli Roth's Goratorium without knowing that he was like the dude that did Hostel, <laughs> and I did it in like June in Vegas, 
and you it's just like a spooky storefront and you go in and then um this lady who is not very nice was just like oh yeah we just have this cool little like exhibit that you could go check out if you want and then it's like a full-blown fully immersive permanent it was a permanent structure structure like haunted house so it's like even more scarier so i just haven't liked haunted houses since that happened to me and on the flip side of that cheryl and i love going to the haunted mm-hmm. houses because something's wrong with you guys <laughs> we've been to fort edmonton dark a couple years now yeah we've also been to our other local haunted house company uh deadmonton house they're the right now they're still running they will let you go through the haunted house with no lights on other than your own flashlight that you carry no that sounds <laughs> awful next year no so i do have a question about the under the big top yeah are you afraid of clowns i have mixed feelings about clowns because yeah. i read it i'm not like super afraid of all clowns but i just feel like they're up to no good that's fair just afraid of clowns living in sewers don't like clowns in sewers don't like murderous clowns i fucking hated like that what was it like 2016 when there was like all the killer clowns one like i hated that shit that was awful (laughs) one became president (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's the political humor Mm -hmm. of the show Mm -hmm. so i'm not like super afraid of clowns but i don't love them i don't like anything that's like murdery and like you know gonna try and scare you so which one of the mazes did you start with first? We started with the big top, okay. the first one. And then my heart rate on my Fitbit went like that was the highest one for me because I think you just are like the most anxious for the first one. Right. And then like, oh, my God, it was so stressful. And all the actors and stuff just like love to fuck with me because they mm-hmm. can just like tell from my body language that I don't like it. So this creepy ass clown lady was like following me around and she was like, you look uncomfortable. And I was like, yeah, because I'm being fucking stalked by freaks that are waiting to scare me. That should make most people uncomfortable. I don't understand anyone that likes these things. I don't understand either of you. It's not fun. It's a lot of fun. No, it's not. Get away from me. Like when you walk by and there's like a guy cackling there and he was like, I don't know a uh, horrible mangled body mm-hmm. that he's sewn together parts together gross possibly fake possibly real you never know in a haunted house yeah. if, uh, it's run being run by a real psycho but mm-hmm. cheryl and i are just like look at that check out that guy yeah i think the, the a lot of the scare actors don't like to mess with us because we're both the, the person will be like walking up trying to be all creepy and we're just like hi how's your night going and they're trying not to break character so they yeah. see the wonder and happiness in her eyes yeah. and they're just like, oh, oh I yeah. hate people like you. But that's like the whole irony is like they love people like me because it like actually mm-hmm. scares me because I don't like it. And actually, in the Goratorium, they made us do it by ourselves. So I couldn't do this. But in every other haunted house that I've ever been in, I run ahead to the group in front of me because there's safety in numbers mm-hmm. all the time. And I'll just like I don't I'll get real fucking close to you so that someone will scare you and I'll be like ready for mm-hmm. it. You know it would be a good addition to a haunted house is if you had like planted groups of people and then when you run ahead to them, they all turn around and they don't have faces. That would fuck me up. <laughs> there was one part in the big top too where like you're I'm just trying to run and get through it and stay with the group ahead and be like safe and then they like split you up and I fucking hated that shit. They like you're just going through this part and they just grab the guy in front of us and they're like, You can go this way and it was like some creepy ass harley quinn son of a bitch that was just like and then we had to go by ourselves into this other place and it sucked 
And my friend that wanted to do this, like, so desperately, like, has awful night vision. She's, like, basically blind. Oh, <laughs> so, no. like, I was like, you can't even see anything. Like, why is it even fun for you? But she had a fucking blast. She loved it. She's a freak like you, too. We're going to add her on Facebook and... Then we're going to peer pressure you into doing other things. No. Oh, no. I'll never tell you her name. I didn't even think of that. You're just like, who got Sydney to do a haunted uh-huh. house? I think you told us in the car on the way here. Oh, yeah. I probably did. Yep. Her name's Sarah. Yep. Hi, Sarah. Hi. <laughs> Strange thing is, like, normally I hate clowns. Oh, really? But if they're dressed up to appear scary, I don't mind them at all. Mm-hmm. It's the happy children clowns that mm-hmm. just creep me out. It just seems wrong. It gives you like a Gacy vibe. Yeah. Oh, Gacy. Yeah. I thought you said gay vibe and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <Gay vibe. laughs> Maybe. I don't think I've ever met a gay clown. Hmm. <laughs> I am with Chris on this. I If it's meant to be scary and they they're in like full makeup, I'm able to be like, oh, well, they're meant to be creepy. Like it's, it's part of the show, I guess. Mm. Whereas when it's like randomly somebody like when we were kids, when they used to have like people dressed up as Ronald McDonald at McDonald's and you had your birthday party there, like that was creepy because you like they're they look like they're supposed to be your friend and they're being all silly and goofy and you're like, what is your motive? I get. I mean, though, I don't like hate clowns, but I don't like them because do you remember like when they used to do that Coca Cola Pepsi taste challenge? Yes. In like the nineties, and you could win tickets to Prozac. Yeah. A clown cut in front of me in line and won the Prozac tickets right in front of me. Aww. So clowns can go fuck themselves. <laughs> yeah, because they like he just won my tickets. It would have been me. You're on notice. Clowns, clowns. are on fucking notice because I just remembered that I had suppressed that. <laughs> Stuff that down the old memory hole, but now I remember, and I'm pissed off about clowns again. So now we just need to take you back to dark, and then you can fight a clown. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But you're not allowed to punch the clowns. No, they're yeah. not allowed to touch you either. Yeah, that's always what made me like makes me laugh when I did the goratorium, and I really didn't realize it was a haunted house. It made sense after why they made me sign something saying I wasn't allowed to punch anybody. But you know, it was Vegas. I was hammered. I don't recommend it. Doing haunted houses when you're drunk or sober. Just have a nice life without haunted houses. Haunt your own house. Haunt your own house all day, but we'll, not if I'm in it. We'll drop by your place later tonight and tap on the windows. Get away from me. We'll haunt you. And then I hated that shit at the end, that tunnel. I was like pretty sure we were going to die there where it's like you're on a, a walkway and then there's like a tunnel spinning and it's very disorienting and it makes you really dizzy. Did you guys like that? No, actually that part... Um, I thought I was going to fall over. Yeah, me too. I honestly thought I was going to fall over. And that was funny because like the interpreters are trying to scare you. But like because there's those two stairs there, the interpreter after lady there is like trying to scare you. But she's also trying to make sure that you don't trip on the Mm -hmm. stairs. So she's like, there's a stair there. And I'm like, thanks, evil clown. (laughs) Here for your soul and watch your step, dearie. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So I didn't I didn't like that tunnel at the end. My favorite part of the maze was like the spinny wheel thing where they had the half man half woman like sewn together that as it was spinning and she was cackling i loved it oh yeah yeah that was gross (laughs) i didn't like the mirror part either because i almost walked into a bunch of mirrors it's fair very disorienting you're gonna bump into yourself yeah and then your reflection grabs you yeah around the throat yeah and screams in your face yeah there's haunted houses in the states where they can touch you. Yeah, and so fun fact: Chris and I did that once. There was a haunted house at uh, the the San Diego, horror, one? no horror con in, in Calgary. 
Uh, I think it was Screamfest. Okay, Screamfest in Calgary. And we had to sign a waiver basically saying that we were okay with them coming in, touching us, and whatever Fuck else. Off. Yeah. Why? Because half the stuff that we went through, we weren't finding scary. Like, I think the only one that was kind of off-putting was the one that was like the 3D glasses, but that was just because yeah. it didn't work very well. Mm. It wasn't that. It was the glasses were meant to mess with your depth perception. Oh, okay, right. So, like, you're walking through a haunted house and you're just, I don't know, you almost have, like, drunk vision or, like, yeah. beer goggles. Mm-hmm. And you can't tell how far away things are, and like everything's lit up with black light and fluorescent paint, so it's just like wild. Ugh, I hate it. Yeah, that was, and other than that, there wasn't really any of like the haunted things. Like they got predictable by the end of it. Like I could Mm -hmm. tell like when the scares were going to come, and it was just like, oh, this is kind of boring. So we signed up for the one where they could touch you. Yep. I feel like you weren't hugged enough as children or something. Like, that's such a fucked up thing to do. That's what you like to pay someone money to do. I was Oof. hugged at the end of that haunted. Mm-hmm. Gross. I was they... bear hugged from behind and carried to the finish line. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that's really funny, actually. The person who did that turned out to be the owner. Yeah, that's so funny. And he uh, talked to Cheryl and I for a few minutes. Afterwards, he was yeah. like, how was that? And so we had a talk with him about, like, the event. And yeah, it was pretty cool. We That's made a friend. You made a friend. Mm-hmm. So Sarah says that when she does haunted houses, she likes really disturbing, creepy shit that's going to be like burned into her mind. She doesn't necessarily like the jump scares. Yes. So are you guys jump scare people or like creepy burned into your mind? I like a good theatrical setup. Like uh, if the lighting's all right and they have the fog and, hmm. you know. So for- you like a vibe. I like a good vibe. For me, this has always been my tourist thing. So I've gone to the States and I've done Universal's uh, Halloween Horror Nights. And I've done back when the Queen Mary was still doing theirs. They used to do something called Dark Waters, which again is another like it's it's on an abandoned haunted ship. And you get to go through and do these mazes and it's super fun. I would doubly hate that. And then Chris and I, when we were in Ottawa, we did a scary farm, one out at Saunders Farm. Yep. And so what I like the most is the the anticipation of something happening. So one of the things that stood out the most for me was at one point I was going through the Queen Mary in one of their mazes and the just woman, she's dressed as like a dead bride and she just smiles. She's just smiling at everyone, like this big smile on her face, like not touching anyone, not moving. She's just looking at everyone and smiling. And it was so much more creepy because you're anticipating something is going to happen. Yeah. But nothing happens. Yeah. And I think that is more like the atmosphere is more important or the anticipation of something happening. Yeah. The Goratorium had tons of that yeah. shit and I absolutely hated it. I love that part. <laughs> so I'm just reading them in order of what's listed on their website. So after under the big top, there was Core Industries Lockdown. Was that the second one you did? Yeah, I did them in order. I don't under like who didn't do them in order. There's like a way to walk through the park, and people did them in a weird. I, d- I didn't like anyone that did them out of order. They- <laughs> well, we did them in the reverse order. Why? Because the lineups are shorter if you go further back in the park. You're mm-hmm. standing outside less. Oh, I guess then you don't have to hike all the Correct. way back. Correct. Because you're Already. well, whatever. <laughs> I did it the other way. I didn't want to do the core industry ones. I didn't want to do any of them. <laughs> but you did. Mm-hmm. So the description of core industries. Two years ago, a fungal parasite outbreak occurred at core industries. 
gruesomely mutating and controlling the workers. The lab has been sealed shut ever since, locking those left behind inside to suffer an unimaginable fate. Could you imagine the fate? I could imagine the fate because I lived it. So. <laughs> you were assigned to join a special operative team and head inside for the first time since the outbreak to assess the carnage and retrieve a sample of the fungus. We're confident that enough time has gone by to curb the infection inside, but your instant dread tells you otherwise. Yeah, there was instant dread. That one I did think the beginning was cool, but I didn't want to do it. Where you like, when you walk in, first of all, it was frozen. So mm -hmm. I was just excited to be inside. Yep. But then there's like that lady at that desk and she's like, go, go, go. But you don't even get any PPE and she's wearing PPE and you're mm -hmm. like, that doesn't seem fair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're just an intern. Yeah, exactly. Tisk tisk. But you had to go through decontamination before you went into the lab? Mm-hmm. Yep, we did. That one, I just, like, literally charged through the beginning of it, so I don't really remember a ton of that because I was like, fuck this. I don't want to do it anymore. But then we got to the part where um, you get to this, like, hallway, and they turn the lights off, and I hated that shit so much because <laughs> it's so disorienting to just be in, like, pitch black. And then they, like, flash the lights. Oh, that was the one with the slow mm -hmm. strobe effect. So yes. you would get, like, a half second of light in the room and then it's pitch black again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, the first time I just, like, I literally just stopped because I was, like, they're going to fuck with us. And then I waited for the lights to flash again. And then I just looked as fast as I could to see, like, where everything was moving. And um, then I found, like, the pop-out spot on the wall. And then I just, like, grabbed Sarah and fucking dragged her, like, a rag doll around it. Mm -hmm. I was like, we gotta go! And then the weird thing that was disorienting in that is when you go through that area and they use that weird light and then it, they made it so like you couldn't see your feet. Oh, right. Yeah. The room was filled, half filled with fog and they had a green laser yeah. just cutting horizontal yeah. through it. So it kind of looked like you're walking through liquid. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But it was like really disorienting because I was like, where are my feet? And then I remember thinking like they probably wouldn't grab my feet because it would be like a lawsuit issue if you fell over mm -hmm. yeah. but there were people hiding in there did they jump out at you um in the part where like you think there's a mirror and then it like switches to no. that mesh in the actual like swamp looking place with the laser like... oh i couldn't see through the laser uh, so fun story uh we were there with friends mm -hmm. and my friend ivan he wanted to see what the fog looked like underneath the laser so he like crouched down <laughs> and he saw the actor who was supposed to pop out and jump scare us and he just sort of like waved at him and he like stood right back up and he just walked right through <laughs> yeah that was pretty funny oh ivan that's hilarious mm -hmm. oh sarah's probably gonna kick herself she would have liked to do something like that mm -hmm. yeah she was in the clown house she was telling everyone she was like oh hey how are you doing like she likes to do that too mm -hmm. and there's that part with all that hair and then she was like, those are some nappy-ass wigs. And there's, like, that clown lady that's in there. So we've already seen her. She's already, like, tried to spook us. And then she jumped right at Sarah and scared the shit out of her and made her scream because, like, she wasn't <laughs> expecting it. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that was hilarious. And Sarah deserved it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, she liked to mess with everyone, too. And then what's after that lake? After we walked through oh, the Oh, it's those fucking bushes Yeah, things. it was like the, oh, you were outdoors all of a sudden. Isn't that the other one? Or maybe we were outdoors. Then? Well, so it, it they were trying to replicate the outdoors. Yeah, and it's like all those hanging yeah. things and you have to like move, move them outside. Yeah, I was literally like on top of the person in front of me yeah. for that because I knew something was going to jump out. Yeah. So whenever you think that you're going to get jump scared, you should just 
invade the personal bubble of the person in front of you Mm -hmm. until uh, somebody decides to incorporate my idea of putting no-faced people ahead of you in groups that would be mean (laughs) that would be a rude thing to do so for future reference if you don't want to get jump scared at those events go in the front and i'll tell you why because they assume the person at the back is probably the most afraid and they're more likely to come after you Oh, I was trying to go for the middle. Yeah. I didn't know that, though. Yes. Do you have, like, an insider that works in haunted houses? Well, no. So Chris and I have done enough of them that, like, that's normally the way it goes. So usually leave the person at the front alone. <laughs> you might get a jump scare, but you're more likely to get jump scares if you're in the back. Yeah. Interesting. You only want to be in the middle of the group for bear country. Yep. Oh, yeah. People, I, I just assume people could just sense it. They just always try to fuck with me no matter where we are. Because at some points we ended up in the front, and I feel like people just fucked with us there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they can just tell who's having a good time and who's not having Maybe. a good time. Yeah. That's Probably crazy. from, like, when the first person gets the jump scare, and yeah. if they shriek, everyone down the line, they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Coming down my way. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. Hate it. And then what's after those bushes? It's not like a bush. It's like a hanging... Uh, it's like if you walk through a bunch of punching bags covered in leaves, but it's meant to disorient you. So I think it's supposed to be like hanging herbs or hanging plants from those, but they're dried or they're dead type yeah. idea. Yeah. And I think after that, you start encountering some of the people that have become infected by the virus. Yeah. Then there's the... Like the people in the basement who like they're all deformed and screaming help me and yeah yeah. but like you walk in there and it looks like a mirror like it's like reflective and then they switch something and it's like a mesh and there's all these monsters so at this point right after the clowns like your fitbit's probably registering a flat line because your heart is beating so fast (laughs) no the clown one was the worst my heart my heart rate sparked to like 120 um at what some point during that one and then i kind of like went back to normal we had drinks though before we did the next one because i was like i can't continue to do this fully sober (laughs) so we had a drink kind of took the edge off chilled out by that like fire and then when we went to do that i think i only got to like maybe 110 like still very alert yes but like also i think it's just like you run out of adrenaline or something yeah so you feel adrenaline crash after the initial one yeah so Mm mm-hmm yeah, I was the most alert. I remember the most from the clown house, I'd say. Because you're just like, ah. But then I was like, yeah. I had like two more adrenaline rushes for the other one, but mm-hmm. not as good. And there was that crazy like monster in the with all the eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That guy was okay. I was like, whatever. I see you. I like a good monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what was the third one? That was the core industries. And the final tour of the night. Was it at this point that you stopped for drinks or before? So I did the Big Top Sober. I had one drink before the Core Industries, and then I had two Jello shots before the Blood Harvest. Blood Harvest, escape the slaughter. Yeah. The description for this is, it's Halloween night, and you're driving home through an eerie countryside shortcut when your car breaks down. Luckily, you see a house with a light on at the end of the road decorated with scarecrows for Halloween. Unlucky for you, this family, after a desperately bleak farming year, made a deal with the devil to ensure their next harvest would be a success. 
In exchange for better crops, the demon took their souls, twisted them into bloodthirsty shadows of their former selves, and condemned them to harvest victims' blood to water their crops. Something doesn't seem quite right with those scarecrows either. End did description. Did you guys read the descriptions before you did the haunted houses? Because I didn't. No, we didn't. Oh, yeah. No. It I just makes a lot to. of things make a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Context is everything. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't know why there was a car when we were waiting for the lineup. Oh, you didn't notice the truck off to the side? I noticed the truck, but I didn't know what it was doing there. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you abandoned it. Mm-hmm. And then you wait in line for 30 minutes, and then you go down. You know. So one of the things for me about standing in that line is that they were playing, like, crow noises. And it was irritating to me because in my line of work, I work with wildlife and birds, and I was like, there should not be a crow cawing at this hour. And I was just getting more and more annoyed because I was like, it's got to be fake. And we couldn't find the crow. So yeah, they just played crow noises. And I was like, no, they're not here right now. You should be playing crow noises <laughs> at night. When do crows call? Uh, most birds are active during the day. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Obviously, with the exception of like owls and, you know, kiwis are active at night. But... Kiwis are ridiculous birds. But they're adorable. Yeah, but they're just, like, silly. <laughs> but, yeah, so typically you won't hear birds calling at night. Just like when you watch a horror movie and they play, like, the ridiculous loon noises. Loons mm. aren't calling at night. That's crazy. Yeah. They can at, like, dusk, though. In Atherton, yeah. all the birds went crazy at dusk. Yes, dusk and dawn are the most active times for birds. Yeah. Yeah. And so you'll remember at the start of Blood Harvest, you kind of start near a farmhouse. Yeah. Fun fact, that's the melon house. That house actually is haunted. Oh, I didn't know that. We did a ghost investigation last year there because they did not do dark because of COVID, Mm -hmm. but they were still doing like haunted investigations. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Small groups of eight were allowed, so they took us into the house and we worked with the EMF readers. Uh, We had some people... One of the people on our tour was psychically gifted, I think he said he was. Yes. We walked through. They also had the... Spirit box. The spirit box where it uh, just kind of... It's like the radio where it's like... And then you ask questions and a voice cuts through. Yeah, so... I think that's also a band. (laughs) Probably. So it scans through multiple radio channels. And so you'll occasionally hear like blips of radio stations and stuff like that. But over multiple channels, you hear a voice, which is when you get proof that like it's a spirit that's using energy to create that voice because it's scanning hundreds of channels like super fast in succession. I feel like radio is kind of on the way out, though, with like Spotify and all that. So like, will future ghosts haunt Spotify? So because ghost hunting has become so popular, you can buy them online. Interesting. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. also get an app for your phone that does the same thing. Interesting. Yeah, if you really want to, which is what they used on the investigation was an app on their phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like Blood Harvest just confirmed everything I already feel about farmers. So <laughs> so that was the other incident where we, where Ivan got up to some shenanigans. He was trying to scare his wife, <laughs> grabbed at her ankles, and she saw him coming, so she didn't jump. But the scare actor saw him trying to scare her and scared him. And he yelled <laughs> out. And the scare actor lost her mind. She was having the hardest time not laughing. She like had to like walk away from our group laughing hysterically. It was fantastic. Oh, my God. That's yeah. really funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
It's also pretty good because here it was also another point where he kind of broke the uh, ambiance of the thing because mm-hmm. we were walking by the uh, Melon House haunted house and he saw the light was on and he thought there was probably like a pre-show going on in there. Like as you walk by, like maybe you see someone get murdered. I'm not quite sure what he's expecting, but he like runs up to the window and he peers in because you can see the light is on. And inside he just saw the guy working on a laptop, which I think controls <laughs> all the lights and the spooks and everything. <laughs> oh my God, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. I never thought to do anything like that because I just hate it and I don't want to be there. I did ruin the first scare for everyone though because I think we were we were more at the front of that group and I just so fucking done with people jumping out at me that when you go through all those bed sheets, yep. there's like all these bed sheets hung up and you have to like walk through them and they're placed like messy so you can't like see a straight path and I was just like not having it. So I was grabbing them and like throwing them out of the way and like looking everywhere and then I saw the first guy just like crouch there and I was like, ah, sir, I see you. <laughs> and then like he couldn't scare anyone in that group. He was kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah. But like it wasn't even like, I didn't mean to. I just didn't want him to scare me. <laughs> but yeah, I ruined it for the whole group. Well done. And he was just like awkwardly kind of crouched, like totally up to no good about to scare us. Mm-hmm. And then I just like fucked it up for him. Sorry. And then you see that lady that made the deal with the devil. And I was just like not having it. No. Because like you said, like she doesn't like jump scare you. She's no. just like creepy around uh, you. I love it. Mm-hmm. No. Did you feel a uh, kinship with her? Because you have a Bune pendant somewhere lost in your home. And you had also made a deal with a demon to get riches. No, that's different. That's different. Yeah. Okay. I didn't make a murder deal. Maybe I should have, but. Yeah. I don't know. Are there any unexplained murders in your neighborhood and then you just have like blackout memories where you can't remember where you've been? Nope. I was listening to another podcast yesterday driving home from work and uh, they were talking about how this woman had bought a necklace from a creepy old seller at in Salem, Massachusetts when they were on a field trip there. And when she turned around, the like complete display and everything disappeared and so she wore this necklace for like a while and then it randomly vanished for no reason and she was like well what the hell where did it go yeah and then fast forward a few months later she was sleeping in bed and she could hear some noises and she was like what the hell's going on and when she reached out into the darkness to like try brush things out of the way she ended up grabbing the necklace with her hand Ew. So maybe you'll find the bugle pendant yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I, that shit's gone, dude. I didn't lose it. It's just not there anymore. Well, it will come back to you one day. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to our season one get rich quick uh-huh. episode for an explanation on the bugle pendant. But I didn't lose it. It's just, I don't have it. It's not with you currently. It's not with me currently. Mm-hmm. You lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. Getting real defensive over there. Because I just always lose stuff because I have ADHD and you just like put things down and then they're gone and it's not my fault. It's the fault of everyone around me. (laughs) Just leave my stuff where I put it and I'll find it eventually. So I know you don't like doing haunted houses, but I've looked up the, the benefits of haunted houses and or watching scary movies if you're ready for this list this Here's, sounds like lies this is the benefits <laughs> that you had received mm-hmm. for stepping out of your comfort zone this yep. is lies so uh the first benefit they list is it burns calories oh i should check if i burn more calories that or how many calories i burn that day so because your heart rate increases 
and you're breathing in more oxygen and outputting more carbon dioxide, you in fact will burn more calories going into haunted houses than you will or watching scary movies than you will just doing everyday stuff. Mine was about the same. It was like a tiny bit higher, but not by a lot. You just got scared out of some extra calories. Oh, wait, I guess that week was because my friend was in town, so we were running around. I got a green star on Fitbit that day for calorie burn. Nicely done. Yeah. All thanks to haunted houses. Mm -hmm. No. (laughs) Uh, They can help relieve depressive feelings. I don't know about that. Did you feel depressed? I felt depressed that I had to do it. Did you feel depressed after you got to leave? No, I felt alert. There you go. That's not like better though. It relieved all your depressions. Yeah, but it made me really anxious and alert. (laughs) That's not better. (laughs) So the science behind this says that uh, people who have depression go through decreases in their adrenaline levels. So when you expose yourself to something that has high adrenaline, such as like scary things or even jumping into a freezing cold lake, it can actually improve your mood because it's causing your adrenaline levels to increase. That's interesting, actually. But like also you could maybe just chill the fuck out and do some yoga. (laughs) But that doesn't get your adrenaline going up. It's true. It's not medically helpful like a haunted house is. Mm-hmm. Medically helpful. You find <laughs> find it medically helpful. So if I just go to the psychiatrist for my depression, he's just going to prescribe a haunted house. Maybe. Oh, yeah. If he's any good. <laughs> if he's any good. Well, we didn't even talk about the bus at the end of the haunted house. Sure, we can do that now. Oh, yeah. So at the end of Blood Harvest, you get to walk through a school bus. Yeah. And then, but what's stupid is when you're in line, you see the final scare. So I was shit talking everybody. And I was like, I'm not going to scream because you see people come out of the house and they're all like screaming. Mm-hmm. And it's like, idiots, I see the spoiler. It's going to be fine. But then I, it's a guy with a chainsaw and he chases you and he cornered me and I did scream. So he got you. Yeah. But at least you weren't depressed. I guess not. <laughs> oh, and there's like that part with the scarecrows where I was just like, when you're going through all the scarecrows, I just yelled out like one of them's going to move for sure. Mm-hmm. Like we knew it. So then we're like looking for which one and then we we walked past and he jumped down behind us and just fucking scared us into the next century (laughs) because it's like we thought we were safe. So don't let your guard down in the haunted house. Don't trust scarecrows. They'll betray you. Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry. Now we can do the rest of it. They they weren't working either because we heard crows at the start. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They failed. All right. Cheryl has the next benefit that Sydney got to experience. They can influence your real life decisions. What? So benefits of encountering stuff like that is that it helps you learn to react better in stressful situations in the future. If you expose yourself to things that are scary or that are stressful, you're more likely to be able to handle stress in your regular life or make more logical decisions when you're encountering stress out in the real world versus in the haunted house. I'm trying to remember if my decisions were better after the goratorium because we had to make many executive decisions. So in this case, it could be things like deciding to not go down like a scary back alley at night or maybe decisions to like not venture into the woods after dark, that sort of thing. Like it can influence those types of decision making processes as well. I'm always in the woods after dark. It's when you go to the woods. Okay. That's when it's time. 
Um, I don't know, but I don't go down dark alleys because there was that cartoon in the 90s that told us not to with the rabbits <laughs> and the stranger danger. Yes, that's It says, don't go down the alley. You'll get fucking kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit. Do you so. know that uh, campaign was so effective? No one's in alleys at night. It's actually now the safest place to walk. Yeah. No, it's you're not. you're the only one there. That's not true, is it? You're going to have to see. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> That's crazy if that's true. I like those cartoon rabbits. Mm-hmm. Bert and Gert. Or wait. Oh, yeah. I think it was yeah. something like that. So it makes you make better life decisions. Correct. Uh, it can also help boost your immune system. I don't know about that. I was screaming a lot and other people were screaming a lot. And like, I'm surprised I didn't get sick. So, when... so you're saying you did not get sick. I guess. But Proof. like, I didn't mean it. Proof. In a way that supported your point. So when you experience something scary in a haunted house and you return to a calm state, your brain releases hormones like dopamine and serotonin. And these hormones help to strengthen your immune system. Interesting. Yeah. So are you just supposed to do a haunted house like every week? Like how frequently? Well, so this list is for scary movies as well. Oh. So basically any sort of thing that's going to scare you. And, like, this could also be probably applicable to anything, like, at least for the adrenaline ones or, you know, like, the jump scare ones or whatever. It could be, like, skydiving or it could be rock climbing. Like, it could be extreme sports. It's just things that, like, cause your body to release the hormones associated with fear and, you know, the relaxed state that will. Yeah. We will prescribe you a list of spooky movies that you can watch throughout the year to help keep your immune system up. (laughs) No. And help you burn calories. No. (laughs) Uh, They can help you to socialize. I didn't socialize with anybody except for like some of the interpreters. If I saw them, I'd be like, sir, so that they wouldn't scare me because it's like I see you. Eye contact. However, you did go do the haunted thing with your friend. I did go do it with my friend. Yes. So that's basically what they're saying is that. By doing these types of activities with someone, it's a bonding experience. It did bond us. Yes. It did bond us for life yes. because of the scares. What kind of freak is doing them this by themselves, though? Like, I don't want to talk to that person. You've done them by yourselves, haven't you? I mean, I haven't, but I imagine Chris probably has. I haven't done it. Um, I've not done a haunted house by myself, but I have gone on ghost tours by myself. Yeah. And... I definitely watch horror movies by myself, scary movies by oh, yeah. myself all the time. Gross. Me yeah. too. Gross. You line up two or three paranormal activity movies mm-hmm. in a row? No. It's a good time. Yeah. When I'm out of town for work and I'm like in a hotel by myself, I'll watch horror movies while I'm getting ready for bed. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, they teach you to protect yourself. How? So it could be argued that going into haunted houses or watching scary movies teaches you life lessons by revealing that evil does exist in the world. So you just like don't trust people as much? Yeah, basically. I mean, I feel like you don't need to watch horror movies for that, though. Like when I was in Australia, I was very afraid of getting murdered. So I just listened to all of the murders Mm -hmm. and like it's like the same thing. It is, if yeah. If you know all of the crimes, then maybe you won't be the victim of You were listening to the murders happening around you? No. <laughs> I worked on two very, like, infamous murder highways, and I just listened to, like, a bunch of true crime podcasts so that I would know all of the murders and the ways that people are likely to murder you. And then... 
like when we would drive, I'd be like, we're not stopping for anybody because they will murder us. Well, and again, yeah, you can do it that way or you can do it in a haunted house. That's true. Yeah. Haunted houses are just for freaks. <laughs> well, you're one of us now. Well, freaky deekies. <laughs> one of us. Gross. <laughs> one of us. They can help you face your fears. Eh. So at least... Sometimes treatments for phobias or like other, I don't know, irrational fears is like an exposure therapy. Oh, yeah. So like for me, I had and still have a phobia of stairs. So because stairs are everywhere, I just made sure when high school to constantly be taking the stairs, no matter how much I hate them. And I still have problems taking the stairs now, but at least it's way better than it used to be. Like a phobia phobia? Yeah, like a phobia phobia of stairs. If, Are you afraid of falling? Yeah. So if you... So I can walk... When you're at West Edmonton Mall and you know how like the parkade is like raised up. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can walk upstairs fine. No issues. But if I'm coming back down and I can see through the stairs to the bottom, I actually have like a death grip on the handrail. I will like... I'll make Chris go down ahead of me so that I don't have anyone behind me so I can take my time and like I'm shaking my heart is racing I have a phobia of stairs yeah I hate that shit too because someone used to hide in our basement and grab my feet (laughs) when I was going down the stairs I don't have a backing on them sounds like someone was trying to help your immune system oh my god you're the worst person (laughs) you're welcome Mm -mm. I also worry about the people that like design these haunted houses like something is wrong with Eli Roth I don't know if you know that was not a chill thing that he invented he's getting money paid to do it though Mm -hmm. so he's doing something Mm -hmm. right something's wrong in his head though (laughs) poor guy yeah apologies mr roth either drugs he's taking or drugs he needs to be taking i don't know but it's like not right (laughs) i'm just afraid of afraid of like practical things like being murdered that's fair that's a good thing to be afraid of Mm -hmm. sometimes it happens Mm-hmm. But not to you, because you've been taught how to keep an eye out in the real world. So far, anyway. I just won't, I will never stop for you if it's like, if I'm driving on a highway and you are like on the side of the road, I won't help you because that's how murders happen. Well, that was the end of the list. But also if you're on the side of the road broken down, sometimes people will pull over to murder you. You just stay off the highways. I think the next haunted house experience that you should be subjected to is of a highway and a highway haunted house? What would that even be? Maybe you're like riding in a car very slow and there's hitchhikers and they start running after your car. I don't like them too elaborate. There's like a whole elevator situation at the Goratorium and it's just awful because I am a little bit afraid of elevators of them like falling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'm afraid of there being like monsters on the top of elevators because of that experience. Mm. They're usually in the basement. You're fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or on the wings of airplanes. True. Yeah. I don't think I would do a highway haunted house. Do you think you would ever do another haunted house? I feel like someone will probably bully me into it, yeah. But I'm not ever doing the ones where they touch you or, like, something is wrong with Japan. They have fucking crazy haunted houses. Have you ever looked them up? Like, they're, like, an hour long. No. Yeah, my friend just says at a certain point, you just, like, accept that that's your life now and, like, you're never finding your way out of it. And, like, he did, like, a mental asylum one there that was, like, over an hour or something. Oh, cool. Yeah. An hour seems like a long time. It's an extremely long time. I feel like my legs would get tired by the end of it. The Goratorium was quite long, too. It's, like, 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very, very long time. I know in the States there is a company where you... So you have to send in an application prior to being 
part of this. The 10-hour one? Um, I don't know. But they kidnap you, basically. So you sign a waiver ahead of time, basically saying that, like, on this day, you know that you're going to be kidnapped. So they kidnap you, they throw, like, a hood over your head, and they drag you out to this haunted house, and they basically torture you. You've got a safe word. You established a safe word prior to actually going to this haunted house. And they just basically torture you for as long as you can stand until you say the safe word. That is the San Diego one where you get like, there's like a prize of like a lot of money if you get through it because no one ever does. I didn't know they kidnap you at the beginning. That's a bunch of freaks. Like who signs up for that? I don't think I could do that one. Yeah, they touch you and they they tailor it. So they just figure out your worst fears and then they'll like cover you in bugs or try and drown you and just like... Why? Why would I want that? Again, exposure therapy for people who are, like, petrified of something. I guess. Yeah. Or just, like, be afraid of it for the rest of your life. It'll probably be fine. Just don't go to the water. Do you think you would ever do it, Sydney? I think I would tell them I'm afraid of stuff I'm not afraid of because I'm not dumb. Mm. <laughs> like, I'm afraid of puppies Yeah, I'm just, like, I'm terrified of kittens. What if it is a bunch of middle-aged men dressed like cats? No. <laughs> <laughs> gross i wouldn't like that at all depends how it depends on the reward money anybody listening who would like to see sydney go through this 10-hour haunted house you can donate to our patreon and choose an episode (laughs) for no amount of money yeah that's true our patreon uh recently opened up and uh that is one of the tiers you can in fact donate money to get sydney to do something crazy yep twenty thousand dollars is a reward for the 10-hour haunted house. The house operates year-round. There is a waiting list of over 24,000 people. The newest iteration of the tour, a 10-hour experience called Desolation, offers a prize of $20,000 for successful completion. McKamey deducts 500 from the prize for every failed challenge or the use of profanity. Nice. Oh my god, so you walk away with nothing. I would curse so much. Oh, so you have to go through challenges? I guess so. And you're not allowed to swear, apparently. <laughs> That's just funny. Mm-hmm. It just seems like such an odd thing to deduct you points yeah. on. Yeah, $500 every time you swear. And plus, when you swear and you're not supposed to be swearing, I feel like that always makes you swear in succession. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to do anything that I don't want to be doing for 10 hours. And like... What if you need to text somebody or watch a YouTube video? I don't know. 20 grand for a day's worth of work. Mm-hmm, that's pretty good. They try and drown you. Well, if you say that's your fear. Right. Yeah. So just don't say that's your fear. I guess. Are you afraid of drowning? Um, Like a normal amount. What are you afraid of? Like in relation to drowning or just what are my other fears? What are your other fears? I feel like I shouldn't tell you. <laughs> Speak closer to the microphone. No. Um, I have normal fears that I'm going to keep to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that haunted house. I don't like it when people touch me. Mm-hmm. We need to get someone on here that like, is a haunted house actor because I need to know what's wrong with them. 100% we can probably do that. Actually, uh, like, what makes you want to hurt people like this? So fun be a fact... Last year, when Chris and I did Deadmonton House, there was a t-shirt that he wanted, and I contacted them to buy the t-shirt. I was like, hey, are you doing another order? And I actually got to speak to the owner of Deadmonton House briefly when I went to go pick up his shirt. Oh, did you ask what's wrong with him as a person? She is actually very nice. Did you ask what's wrong with her as a person? <laughs> no, I did not. She hit her head one time, maybe? Or... No, 
No, she seemed like a perfectly normal person. We had a good laugh about the haunted house, and I told her that I really enjoyed it, and I look forward to coming back in years to come. So I hated the the year that I did Edmonton because they make you go down the stairs, and like this was actually a thing of genius. But the year that I went there is like. You're going down a thousand fucking staircases into the basement of the Paramount Theater, mm-hmm. and it's a normal, and then you just see, like, a little bit of blood. And then the next thing, there's, like, a bit more, and then, like, eventually it gets to, like, full-on handprints, like, on the wall, but oh, it cool. builds the tension really well, mm-hmm. and it was just, like, the worst. That's awesome. Yeah, but, like, what's wrong with you that you came up with that as a thing for people to do? One year, I'm going to volunteer. Yeah. I want to. I stand by my statement. Okay, well, then you can interview me when I've finished my uh i'm going to year of scaring people in haunted houses i'm going to do you think you would ever volunteer to be a spook i actually did have to make a haunted house and girl guides and i was the scarer and that was pretty satisfying and also one time (laughs) when we went to um fort edmonton park on just like a normal day i just stood in the basement of rutherford house like very still and scared people as they went by so what is wrong with you then I what mean, is wrong with you? I hit my head a lot, like many times. I've had like several very mm-hmm. serious concussions, so probably that. Well, I think uh, we all should say a big thank you to Sydney's friend Sarah for getting mm-hmm. her out of her comfort zone and getting her uh, immune system boosted. Mm-hmm. I also would like to shout out and thank Fort Edmonton for putting on another fantastic dark, and we will be back next year. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. I will thank them when they put heaters in the outside lineups. <laughs> it was very cold. You just got to show up on the right day. Yeah. And dress for the weather. Or just, I was dressed for weather, <laughs> sort of. Just heaters in the lineups, man. I mean, you weren't naked. We've already established that yeah, you won't do was, things that involve nudity. I but... was wearing pants for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like, you they, you they know you're going to be standing still for like 30 minutes and there's no heat. We live in Canada. You know we live in Canada. You know that it'd be cold and there is no heat outside. There should be. <laughs> I'm excited for global warming. I'm kidding. Cut that out. We already met me. I'm kidding. I'm going to put that clip at the start of the episode. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, on that note, uh, happy post-Halloween to everybody out there. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, one of your hosts, Chris, signing off. This is Cheryl signing off. And I'm Sydney. Goodbye, nerds. Thanks for listening to this very special episode of I Went Outside Today. If you have comments, compliments, or just suggestions of what Sydney should take part in, send them to us on our I Went Outside Today Facebook page or by email to IWentOutsideTodayPod at gmail.com. Also, if you could give us a positive rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast and share us with your friends, we would really appreciate you helping our small podcast become a little bigger.